Today, I wanted to let you know about an upcoming free masterclass to heal anxiety. Now, this is especially for those of you who have tried many other programs or interventions and you feel like there's just something missing, like these treatments or therapies just keep missing the mark. Or for those of you who've been told that you just need to manage your anxiety and you know that this is utter BS because no one wants to just manage with disruptive anxiety forever. So this masterclass is sharing inside secrets of what it means to truly heal anxiety by understanding the three parts of anxiety and how these are causing problems. The link is in the show notes to register for free. See you there. Ever wonder why anxiety just won't budge? What is it doing here anyway? Welcome to the Ease Anxiety Podcast. I'm Deanta Fuchs, psychologist turned international anxiety coach, and I'm on a mission to share a new perspective on anxiety that puts you firmly back in control so that anxiety no longer interrupts you. Grab your cuppa, get comfy, and listen in as we demystify, destigmatize, and deconstruct what you think you know about anxiety so that you can finally do what you have struggled with for so long. Ease anxiety for good. So today I'm talking about the hidden costs of not investing in your mental health and what that might be costing you. So humor me here. I want you to imagine this. I want you to imagine that it's five years from now and you're looking back at your life and you can see two paths. The first path is the journey of five years of continued anxiety, continued stress and worry, and poor mental health. And the other path is five years of all those experiences that you're craving, of the opportunities that you said yes to and took, of thriving relationships, feeling good about yourself. And that second path is really all because today you decided that your mental health is actually worth more than gold. Now, that's sticky, but which path do you wish you can take? I imagine that most people joining me are going to say that they want to take the path with all the opportunities, right? So stick with me because the conversation that we're going to have today is designed to get you to think differently about your mental health so that we can potentially redefine the trajectory of those pathways and get you to a place where you can take that path. So we're going to start with a quick reality check, right? We live in a world where people are eager to invest in things like stocks, property markets, even like the latest gadgets. And you can see why, because you can see your return on investment and you can get money back for those things. You can sell your stocks when the prices go up. You can rent out your property and get some money for that. You could even sell your latest iPhone, get some money back for it, and then buy the next one. So it's easy and simple, right? But when we ask you to invest in your mental health, suddenly the room goes quiet. Not many people do. They don't see it as an investment. And obviously, that's difficult because you can't really slap a price tag on peace of mind. And it's very difficult to determine what the return on investment is about feeling good about yourself or enjoying the life that you live. So here's the kicker though, because even though those returns are not very obvious, it doesn't mean that it's not massive. We may not necessarily assign a dollar value to it, but that doesn't mean that the return on investment isn't huge. 
In fact, it can be life-altering. So today, I really want to shatter that myth. I want to get rid of the idea that your mental health is not an investment. Because by the end of this conversation, I hope you realize that by not prioritizing your mental health, it's like ignoring a leaking roof. That damage is going to get bigger and the costs are going to skyrocket. So we're going to get real and we're going to be real honest here. And if you do the work with me, you very likely are going to come out with some very big ahas, some very big insights that are going to change the way you see your mental health and what you do about it. Okay, so trust me, your future self is actually begging for you to listen to this. So if you can, I want you to reach yourself a pen and paper and you're going to do the work with me as we work along. Because if you do this, if you do the writing, you're going to get results that are specific to your situation. And this is what we really want. We want this to hit home. We want it to be applicable. So each time I ask you to write down, you're going to do some writing. But we are going to begin assigning a monetary value to the costs of our mental health. And we're going to get really honest about all the things that it is costing us. But bear with me, while this is an uncomfortable thing to talk about, and I'm very well aware of how uncomfortable it can feel, the end result is going to be a different outcome for you. But it's very helpful for us to get real on this. So the very first thing and the very most obvious thing that our mental health costs us is our medical bills, right? Seeing doctors or psychiatrists, medications that you have to pay for, or maybe you're going for tests, many tests that you have to pay for, or even specialists, medications, supplements, herbs. I want you to be able to put a monetary price on what that costs you per month. So if you think about the fact that you see a doctor once and you have to pay for your medications per month, and maybe you're buying some extra supplements, what does it cost you on a monthly basis? Please put a number down. Now, it may not be a lot. You can even put it in the comments if you like. It may not be a lot. For some people, it will be more than others, but this is one of the aspects and it's a hidden cost of our current mental state. Now, we might also find that we have, if we're really anxious, we're losing productivity, right? We're losing our ability to participate in projects or goals or some of the aspirations that we have for ourselves. And again, this is a difficult thing to ascribe a value to, but if we really get clear on what it is that we're missing out on, what does that cost us? I want you to think about a value of a potential project that you've said no to or an opportunity that you have missed out on because your mental health does not allow you to do that right now. What did that, what would that project have brought in for you, monetary-wise? And if it's a project that doesn't necessarily bring in money, I want you to just Come up with a value of money, like how much would you pay to have had that experience? What would you be prepared to pay for that? Put that number down. And it can be anything. There's no right or wrong here. I just want you to be able to start thinking about what the value of your mental health is. Now let's think about career impact. And this is a big one. Most of the people that I work with are finding that either they can't progress in their career because they can't say yes to the promotions or they can't apply for new jobs because they're just too anxious. Many people have even left their work and they're not earning money at all. Maybe you aren't working and it's okay, but you're like missing days and you're taking unpaid leave. 
And so if that's the case, I want you to write down what that costs you. What are you losing out on? If you could have had a promotion or a better paying job and you can't take that just yet because you're anxious, I want you to think about the difference in your salary. And that's the amount that you will then put down as the cost, your monthly cost. And if you're taking off sick time or sick leave and you're not being paid for that, what's that costing you on a monthly basis? Put that number down as well. Now we're going to move into some of the less obvious things, right? The less obvious costs of our mental health. For example, relationships. Now, I warned you, this is going to be a real and honest conversation. And some of this is not comfortable to talk about. But it is necessary for us to really understand what it is that we need to invest in here. Think about what your anxiety or your mental health is or what the impact that it's having, let's say, on your relationships. If you're a parent, how is it affecting your ability to be with and spend time with your kids or your partner or your parents or your friends? Now, again, it's very hard to say I'm losing money because I'm not able to take my child for an ice cream and have that moment with them. But maybe you can think about in your mind, what would you be prepared to pay to have that experience with them? What would you be prepared to pay to fix the relationship or have more intimacy or have better communication? Or rather, if you could assign a monetary value to the loss of this thing that you're experiencing, what would that be? And again, there's really no right or wrong because we're all going to come at this from our own context, right? Like how much money do we already have? How much are we already earning? What is normal and not normal for us? So there's no right or wrong. It's just what it is for you. And some of us might say, I would pay thousands to be able to be that parent again. The one that when my kid comes and says, can we go to the park? And I'm like, yes, let's go. I'd pay thousands for So if that's you, put thousands down under this category, right? Because that's what it's worth to you. That's the value of this. Now, if we think about our self-esteem, most people with anxiety have had their confidence knocked. And that costs you something. That costs you your opportunity to go on travels. It costs you fun gatherings with friends. It costs you putting yourself out there for opportunities or networking or to get a novel flight and go and meet with potential investors in some other country. The experiences are broad, but when our confidence is knocked, we say no to so many things. So now, if we had to ascribe a monetary value to that, what does that cost us? That amazing trip that you would love to take with your family or with your fiancé or with your friends, what would you value that? Again, you're asking yourself, what would I pay to have that? Like, how valuable is this to me? I would pay thousands to be able to go and travel with my mates because honestly, my time to be able to do that is so short that I'm missing out. I would pay hundreds to be able to go on a weekend away with my partner and just get away from it all. I would pay what? To be able to go and network with those people so that I can build my business. Whatever that is, put a monetary value to this. This is really important. And then, of course, we want to think about our mental fatigue. Now, anxiety is a very active, like energetic, edgy, emotional response. And we feel wired a lot of the time. But we're also very tired because it takes so much out of us. And so we're putting so much energy into our fight or flight response that we don't have the energy left to 
vacuum the floor, fold the laundry, cook the dinner, or do any of the things that we should be doing at home. So if you're thinking about those things that you're not getting to, the to-dos on your list that you just can't get to, going to the supermarket and doing the grocery shopping, or taking your child to go shopping for their, their sports gear. Like all those things we're not doing because we don't feel up to it, right? Now again, if we think about it, if you had to hire somebody to do that for you, if you had to hire a cleaner per week, what would that cost you? If you had to hire somebody to help you do the groceries, what would that cost you? Because this is the value of the things that you're not able to do. It's what it's costing you when you're not able to do those things. Now, you may not necessarily be getting a cleaner and paying those th- that money towards it. But what I'm trying to get you to begin to understand is that there is a cost to our mental state being this way. There is a value here. So thinking as well, if we go even deeper into what anxiety does to us, we're thinking about for those of us who struggle to sleep, it's huge, right? It's huge. To not have the energy during the day, to feel so tired and to feel like we're trudging through every day, what would we, what value do we place on having a good night's sleep? It's huge, right? What does it cost us that we're not sleeping? What falls apart? Our relationships? So poor sleep and feeling tired feeds into us not being present and available and spontaneous and fun for our kids. It it stops us from being able to be resilient when we're at work. It stops us from participating in family gatherings or with friends. So there's so much here that gets affected by our poor sleep. And what about our skill stagnation? This is, we're going real deep here, right? Like when we're not feeling it and we're feeling anxious, we're not growing. We're not taking on new hobbies or trying to do new things. So we're not developing ourselves. What does that cost you? What monetary value could you put on that? Write it down. Write it down. And here's a big one. Here's a really big one. We're thinking about unhealthy coping styles, right? So for those of us who resort to spending, gambling, drinking, drug use, over-exercise even, but all those things, if we're grabbing a glass of wine or we're using marijuana or substances to help us cope, what does that cost us? There is a monetary value here that it's easy to come up with. So think about what that costs you. Put it in. If you do overspending, you buy lots of nice things to make you feel better. Lots of us do that. All the junk food that we buy to make us feel better, if you're into eating for comfort food, put the monetary value there. It's costing you something. And then, of course, we have longevity, right, and long-term well-being. We need to think about this in terms of years forward. Because remember at the beginning of this call, I asked you to think about yourself five years from now with these two parts. The one is I stay anxious, I stay in the state for the next five years versus I take on the opportunities. I say yes to the experiences and I feel better about myself. That's five years of that. Okay. So we've got a monetary value now for each one of those things. So we're talking about medical expenses, um, your lost opportunities or projects, your career and what that's cost you, um, your relationships and like a monetary value on that. We're talking about 
our self-esteem and our confidence, the travels that we've missed out on, the opportunities that we're saying no to, like our networking. We're talking about being exhausted, not being able to do the things in our home that we'd like to do or in our life that we'd like to do. What is that costing us? Our poor sleep, our restricted personal freedom, our skill stagnation, unhealthy coping skills. You will now have a monetary value next to each one of those things. Now, I want you to multiply that by 12. For example, if your amount has come, and I guess it's probably going to be more, but I'm going like real conservative here, real conservative. We're looking at about $1,000 a month for all of these things, medical, relationship, all of it. $1,000, I'm very sure that it's going to be more than that. But $1,000 a month times by 12 for 12 months, we're talking $12,000 a year is what it's costing you. But maybe you have more than that, right? Because you've missed work. And so all that income that you could have been getting, you're not getting. Your relationship strain is probably costing you more than just a couple hundred bucks. It's probably up in the thousands, right? Your insomnia probably also somewhere in the thousands. So I'm saying best case scenario here, we're spending $12,000 to maintain our current mental state of anxiety and dis distress. Minimum, minimum. For many of you, we're looking at about 7,000, 8,000, 10,000 per year, if not more. Now, I want you to think about that final number. And if you multiply that by five, that's what it's going to cost you if you stay here for five years. Okay. But really, let's just look at that annual number. If that's the 12,000, which I said again, it's the minimum amount because I'm pretty sure most of you would have put more than a couple hundred dollars for each one of those things. This is the minimum that you're essentially paying to maintain a current mental state. Now, I want you to ask yourself, would you pay this amount or even half of this amount to be anxiety-free, to be able to have the vision of five years from now, going down that path of opportunities, saying yes, experiences, thriving relationships? Would you pay even half of the $12,000? Would you pay $6,000 for it? Now, most of you, I'm willing to bet, most of you that are listening to this are saying, no, I wouldn't pay $6,000 which is pretty scary. And the reason why is because you still don't see that the thing that you're putting your $6,000 into is more valuable than the $6,000 that you're putting in. And this is what happens, right? When we want to invest in something, we want to know that what we get out is going to be worth more than what we put in. It's huge. So if any one of you had to arrive at my doorstep today with a Lamborghini and then tell me that I had to pay $25,000 for that Lamborghini, I would be like, hell yes, I will do that. I don't want a Lamborghini, just by the way, it's just an example. But I would say yes, because I know that a Lamborghini, a brand new one, is worth way more than $25,000. I don't even have $25,000 to spend on a Lamborghini right now. But I'll tell you what I will do. I will go and find $25,000. I will beg, borrow, and steal. I will go to every bank, every loan to get the money to pay for that Lamborghini because I know if I sold it, I'd get more money back. But if you came to my house and you dropped off a scooter, second hand, banged up, 
really awful and said, I must pay $25,000 for that, I'll tell you where to stick your scooter, right? Why? Because the value of that scooter does not feel like more than what I'm putting in. Now, I want you to consider your mental health in this way. Every time that you say, I can't afford that, I'm not going to pay that money for this, you're saying that your mental health is not worth more than what you're paying for that thing. It's huge what I'm saying here. We now have a monetary value. A minimum of $1,000 a month is going into your mental health and the lack thereof right now. That's what it's costing you. If you could fix your mental health, you would not only have $1,000, you would have better relationships. You would have better sleep. You would be more productive. You would say yes to opportunities. There would be things happening in your life that would create personal growth for you and a sense of fulfillment and accomplishment. That, although there is no monetary value to it, is worth way more than the $1,000 that you're now paying to stay the way that you are. And it drives me insane when I talk to people about this because your, your mental health is the most important thing that you have because you cannot have anything else without it. You can't invest in anything like property or stocks or gadgets if you don't have the mental health to do so. It is the thing that comes before everything. And people will still say, but I can't afford it. And then they'll go and buy takeout and pay their Netflix um, account. And they may go and do some extra shopping because they just feel bad and they really need that new sweater. But they can't afford that massage or that acupuncture or that therapist. So I want this to land, right? Because somehow putting yourself first and taking care of your mental health just falls way down to the back end there. And we forget about it. And we say things like, I can't afford it. That's too much money, blah, 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 blah. But we're not thinking about the value, the value that your peace of mind, that your being anxiety-free will bring to your life. What is that? How much are you willing to pay? to have that. I hope that by the end of this conversation, most of you are prepared to say, I will find the money. I will find the money to go for the massage or to, to sign up for that exercise program that I just know is going to make me feel better. For me to get the, the ticket to go to that retreat that I know is going to help me, that I'm going to put myself out there and go to the support group that I know is good for my mental health. Whatever it is that you need, whatever it is, I'm not assuming what it is that you need for your mental health. I'm just here to start saying, can you please prioritize that? Can you please put it at the very top of your list of things to do? And don't tell me that it's not valuable. And don't tell me that you can't afford it. Because you can afford the things. We always find money for the things that we think are valuable. As I said, I don't have $25,000, but I promise you I'll go and find it. And many of us will find money to buy properties and invest in stocks because we know that what we're going to get out is more valuable than what we're putting in. And if you can begin to see that about your mental health, that anything that comes back from you feeling better about yourself and having your freedom to make the decisions that you want to make rather than anxiety deciding for you and to have the relationships that you want to have, that all of that is so much more valuable than any money that you'll pay to get this. 
when you're able to see that, then you're going to start making the right decisions for you. And you're going to stop putting yourself stone last in the list of things that you're willing to pay your money into, or even to put your time and energy into. I have a little PDF that is going to detail the variety of interventions that are available to you. Because I know lots of people want to invest in their mental health. They just don't know where to go with that. Maybe they've got to try CBT. Maybe they want to try healthy eating or supplements or whatever. Maybe they want to go the medication route, but they don't know what to choose. Or they've tried so many things and they're not working. And now they don't know what to, where to go next. So I've put together a very quick little PDF that's going to give you a range of options on different strategies that you can use for your anxiety, as well as how it works or why it works, why it sometimes isn't effective, and what needs to happen in order for it to be effective, as well as the alternative that you can consider if that thing really didn't work for you. Okay, so if you want that, then the link is in the show notes below this, and you can grab it directly from there. That is my special gift to you for listening in today. You know where to find me. I'm always on TikTok. I'm always on Instagram. And the links are all in the show notes below. That wraps up today's episode. And I have a huge favor to ask. If you found any value in what you heard today, please be sure to leave a review. I assure you it is not just to stroke my ego, although it does help me to know that you love the show. But it's really to help the algorithms get this episode into the hands of others who might need it. Make sure you follow the Ease Anxiety podcast so that you never miss a future episode. And lastly, I love to connect. So please find me on TikTok or Instagram and be sure to say hi. All the links are in the show notes below. Thanks for tuning in.